The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Robert I'm your host. This is the Thanksgiving Pick Show. Joining me to, I was going to say Happy Thanksgiving, but I guess that qualifies whether it's the day before or the day of, whatever. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. What's up, buddy? How you doing? What's going on? Well, Happy Thanksgiving. I, it's, it's, we're in the week. It's fine. It, it just, it's like you round up or round down. It's like, yeah, you're there. I mean, we recorded the Best Bet Show on Tuesday like an hour before we recorded this show. And it's like, those lines are going to move a lot. And um, we were all very confused. It's like, also, I'm, I'm totally out of whack. I'm right there with you. I wrote a story today, and this is Tuesday, about the injury reports for Wednesday, thinking it was Wednesday. I'm like setting it all up, like ready to go. Oh, and no. At I'm least you got like, ahead of the curve. Yeah, you know, me and Kerr are writing it. So I'm like, all right, you know, hey. Well, you, you know, it's weird. Like, I mean, I'm not like a, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a, like a creature of habit when it comes to scheduling or like a, you know, disciplined, like scheduling person. But when you spend t- 11 weeks going through the NFL, the routine of the NFL schedule, the week of Thanksgiving comes as a major shock yeah, to the system because you're just like, you're like Monday recap. It's like Tuesday, Wednesday, plotting out this. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, no, I have to drive all day Wednesday. And like Thursday, three foot. Look, I love Thanksgiving football. I've loved it my entire life. One of my favorite things in the entire world used to be sitting with my grandfather. Uh, we'd come back from the big thing, the big you know, family thing down in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, you know, people were like, we're going to the movies. And Dave had, we're like, no, nah, we're sitting here watching football. Absolutely. He'd fall asleep in his chair. I'd fall asleep on the couch. That's where I watched. Um, I, and I think I wrote the story. I, I remember him sleeping while I'm like banging out a, a story on like on my hotspot uh, when Indomitian stomped on. Uh, was it Josh sitting? Uh, when when Indomitian on yeah, Thanksgiving yeah, yeah. Day, like, stomped had the famous stomp. Um, yeah, That's so awesome. I mean, it was like this is back when it was like hard to get Wi-Fi. Like they didn't have my grandparents didn't even have Wi-Fi at their house, and I don't think they ever got it. Frankly, um, anyway, Thanksgiving football the best, but when you have to work, it does make it a little less. Um, like my, you know, you're Thanksgiving, everybody's pounding, 
you know, pounding cocktails, enjoying like hey, your dad busts out the nice red wine. You're like, oh, just take it easy on that, because uh, not complaining whatsoever. But you know, when you have a couple of HQ hits and and writing covering games, it's probably not the best to have about you know ten Bud Lights beforehand. It's probably yeah, not as our Patriots well. insider, you can't really get that slammed before the Patriots game. It yeah, uh, that would be that would be. Poor, poor choice. That slammed being the key, the key phrase here. Just a little slammed. Anyway, uh, Sully and I are going to pick, make picks. So the best bet show will be in the feed. Of course, it will not feature the three Thanksgiving games. It will feature all the other games. This will be the picks for the Thanksgiving week. Um, and if you have any thoughts, Sully, like I mean, I know I'll play. You know, we're not going to do DFS previews, but if you've got any thoughts on like sleepers or like props or anything like that, feel free to throw them out. I don't think there's a ton out there yet. Like I couldn't even find. Um, I saw that, oh, Josh Allen, if you can find over passing yards, go ahead and take, she's, never mind, it's up to 279, okay? Yeah. 264. Still think he probably wouldn't be shocked if they got taken over. But anyway, uh, point being is, if you want to keep props, feel free to toss those out. But we will make picks for these games. So we start in Detroit, where the Buffalo Bills are playing their second consecutive game. Uh, this time is the away team, after being the home team in Detroit uh, last week with that game, the, the game between the Browns and the uh, Bills moved because of snow. The, uh, Buffalo obviously uh, handled the Browns pretty easily in Buffalo. I believe they went in Detroit. They went back to Buffalo, which doesn't make sense. But just stay, just stay in Detroit. Yeah, they're pretty close to each other, so I guess I kind of get that. But I'm with you. I would just stay in Detroit in because you you play on Sunday. I guess it was Sunday at once. So you're back by Sunday night, but then you're still traveling on. Wednesday, I would assume for a new twelve thirty game. Yeah, and just yeah, I mean, you know, again, to each their own. It's it's. I don't know if it's going to make the whole world a difference, but at the same time, if you're going to be there in a few days, might as well just make life a little bit easier in terms of traveling. Who knows? Maybe they get another seventy five feet of snow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if I had trouble getting out of town because of snow, I'm I'm, I'm staying in Detroit. Uh, Detroit actually down to nine and a half. I believe this is ten and a half on. Monday afternoon. So Detroit's catching a little steam here. The Lions plus nine and a half at home on Thanksgiving. They won three straight games for the first time since 2017. A total here of 54. Sully, any thoughts on uh, this game? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you just kind of referenced it a little bit there. It does feel like the Lions are catching a, a lot of steam. And you look, obviously, in the totality of the season, and you say, okay, well, this team defensively isn't that great. You know, they're they're last in, a, in points per game, yards per game, EPA per game. But over the last few weeks, they've been pretty frisky. Over the last three games, 19 points per game allowed. Seven takeaways, which is more than their previous games throughout the early portions of the season. The opponent passer rating is 70.6, and the pressure rate is at 39% as opposed to 30% in the seven games prior. So they're playing much better defensively over the last few weeks here. And they're not going up against slouches either. You know, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, you know, getting three picks off of him. And and so you do wonder, all right, you know, if you're catching at the time 10 points against a team that's trending in the right direction at home, yeah, that, that feels a little good. I, I, I don't know. I feel like Buffalo still inside. They were uh, in a neutral site technically last week. I think they were like an eight-point uh, eight favorite there. They were still able to cover, but did start out a little bit slow. With this being nine and a half, nine, wherever you can find it, I still think I might go with Buffalo here, but I don't love it. It's it's just a lean here for me because I think Detroit's a little frisky. Yeah, and it's a it's just a lot of oh, it's a lot of points um, inside with Josh Allen. It just feels a little. 
yeah. a little dangerous. Yeah, there's a lot of like there's a lot of places I would feel more more comfortable catching nine and a half with the Lions and uh, Josh Allen inside. Just looking at, um, you know, the Lions have moved up to like 25th, I think, in DVOA in terms of defense. Yeah, not yeah, they're still 32nd in the NFL in terms of points allowed. Um, but you know, you go back and 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 you know, you look at their, um, you know, you look at their last few weeks, and like you say, you know, 18 points allowed to the Giants. Eh. 30 points allowed of the Bears, eh, nine points allowed of the Packers. I mean, they've been better since the bye, and they've definitely been better the last three weeks. But um, I, I'm not – I don't know, man. It, this is a, It's just a tough one. Like, ten, I feel like 10 and a half, I would have liked the Lions. Yeah. Nine I'll and a half, I start to start to lean towards Buffalo a little bit. I'm, I'm sort of a sucker, though, for Detroit's uh, – for the Lions. And, and um, the, I would tell you, I, I'm probably – I'm going to take the Lions. Um, you know, I'm going to end up – uh, I'm going to end up betting the Lions because I'm a sucker for the Lions. I don't think you want to mess around with them in a teaser. Like even then, like, like Buffalo could just Buffalo could win this game by 20 points, 21 points easily. It wouldn't shock me. I think I would probably lean towards the over in this spot in, in terms of the total. I know that's the probably the donkey thing to do at 54. Um, it's a lot of points, but man, like I just I just think that you could see Buffalo light it up in terms of. Um, you know, just coming out, coming out there, and 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 feeling comfortable, having played well in that in that in that stadium, going up against a defense is playing well, but not is it might not still be elite, and just and just popping off again, like Josh Allen in these. I feel I, I want to say, I mean, Josh Allen prime time usually really really good. I feel like the, actually, you know what? I'm not going to take the lines. I take that back. Um, because I I remember remember when he slaughtered the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, I think this is a Al- Josh Allen nuclear eruption spot. Well, I was that's what I was going to counter with it just a little bit. And it, but quickly too, just if if people want to take the Lions and need something to feel good about, they are 7 and 2 against the spread in their last 9 home games. So they do play well or keep these games close at home. But from a narrative standpoint with Josh Allen, I do think it's worth pointing out when you when you say national stage, Thanksgiving, we are completely off of him in terms of the MVP conversation right now. It is firmly Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes after, is minus 140 uh, as of Monday night. And not, oh. that, and not that that's, you know, a, a huge deal. But if you're Josh Allen, you're looking at it at some degree and saying, yeah. hey, listen, I'm going to show out here. I'm going to go all out and reinsert myself back into that conversation. I don't think he can do anything that puts him as the betting favorite. Yeah. After this game, but he could still put himself back in that conversation with a with a baller outing. Yeah, and let's not forget. I mean, like we said at the beginning of the year, the the uh, media members want to they want Josh Allen to win to the MVP. Like they would prefer that over. I mean, like they'd be fine with Mahomes. I think you know everybody loves Mahomes. Um, but I, I think I think you I think you have a situation where um, media members would, would 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 like that. You know what I mean? Like I think I, I don't know. I just think they. Um, the idea of Josh Allen as the MVP strikes people as a, let me, I'm going to try to find with that um, Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys. Was that God, 20, was it 20, was it 2020? Did he play on Thanksgiving in 2020? Uh, I don't remember. 2020 is such a blur. Yeah. I think it was 2019. Uh, yeah, that's it. Years in uh, the NFL is such a blur. I was talking about it today too. It's crazy that we're already at Thanksgiving. I feel like I was at Pat's camp like a month ago. Uh, this season's it's, it's fine. Uh, so Allen, yeah, he, all right. So I mean, they beat the Cowboys twenty six fifteen, and the Cowboys scored a garbage time touchdown with four minutes to go. So it really wasn't even that close. It was an absolutely dominant effort. Um, 
But here's it. Jason Witten caught the first touchdown of that game, by the way, which is something else. Um, that's how old. That's how long it was. Um, Allen, 19 of 24 for 231 yards and a touchdown. 10 carries for 43 yards and a touchdown. You would think that they'll be a little bit more careful with him in this spot, given his, you know, um, just given his his elbow injury. I don't know why I touched my shoulder. Uh, given his, you know, his elbow injury and 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 where they're at. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they used some some runs in here. I kind of like there's an alternate um, team total over for the Bills that you can you can mess around with the slider. Their team total is 32 and a half. You slide it down to 31 and minus 137. I, th- I think Detroit will be able to score enough to keep up with to force Buffalo to keep scoring. Yeah, 31 points in the last two weeks. This team the, scoring the football hasn't been their problem. I mean, there were portions of the year where they were the highest scoring offense in the NFL. They they have the ability to do that and, and to put up points and to keep teams honest. It's been the issue for them in terms of their win-loss record has been their defense. And now that it's playing well, there's a reason why the people are looking at them as a live dog at home. Uh, by the way, the um, the Bills started the year with two primetime games, 31-10 win against the Rams and a 41-7 win against the Titans. I feel like I'm, I'm just not – I am not fading Josh Allen in a primetime spot. And, and I, so I, that that's the question, though, Th- those scores that you referenced, though blowouts by Buffalo while the defense is also suffocating the offense. It's that's a concern here. If you, if you're expecting a Josh Allen blowout, those games typically you need, go you under. need something from the other side. You got to get something right. from Detroit as well. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, just looking at player props real quickly, let's try to see what the first touchdown score was. We still don't have any good odds on that. Um, ugh, gross. Yeah. There's nothing good on here. Moving along. <laughs> I mean, there's just nothing good on here. You take Khalif Raymond at 12 to 1, get, get a grip, guys. What are we doing? Uh, Stefan Diggs minus 127 or Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary minus 111 to score a touchdown. I like that a lot. Jamal Williams also plus 106 to score a touchdown. Um, of course, you know, Buffalo, I mean, you know, Buffalo's defense is stout, uh, but you, Jamal Williams has become basically the lead back there. And Devin Singletary. Uh, looking at his last few games, 18 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown and 13 carries for 47 yards and two touchdowns on the ground uh, in the last two weeks. They've really cranked up his carries since the start of the season. Over his last five games, um, he is averaging 14 carries and 62 yards per game, um, and averaging 0.6 touchdowns in those games, too. I, I like Singletary touchdown, anytime touchdown. Uh, you James Cook there by chance, too? Do you have him? Uh, or is he yeah, at? of course. I'll look it up. Uh, James Cook. Plus two twenty five to score a touchdown. Interesting, because I felt like they were using him a little bit more too in that game last week. So, you know. well, and if it's and if it's a, and if it's a, if it's a blowout, you know they're going to rotate and cook a lot because sure. they, they they don't want to look. You can see it. It's 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 the analytics. You see it with a lot of teams. They don't want that. They don't want Singletary to be above twenty carries. I think they feel like he's most effective in that uh, mid teens range. So that's a pretty good look uh, there. I wouldn't touch Gabe Davis touchdown. That's not very good. But, I mean, I think Diggs and Singletary and Jamal Williams are pretty good looks at any time touchdowns. Um, player props really quickly. I mean, I don't mind the over Josh Allen, 279 passing yards. It's just shot up by 15 yards in the last, like, 24 hours. I think the established run guys gave it out as a uh, as, as one of their prop bets, which usually causes uh, a lot of steam in that ar- arena. Um All right, let's move on to the next game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I would take, so I mean, anyway, on this game, I'm going to, let's uh, let's make sure we have just a, a list of bets each so we can come back and, and, and be accountable for ourselves. So, sure. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo minus nine and a half. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm taking. Uh, so we're both on Buffalo minus nine and a half. I'm on um, Singletary and Jamal Williams and Stephon Diggs touchdowns. I'll do I'll do James Cook uh, anytime touchdown. Like it. I dig it. All right, moving along to the next game. The Giants at the Cowboys. Cowboys all the way up to minus nine in this spot. A total of 45. So your thoughts. I mean, I, I just did a deep dive on the New York Giants on the site today and in, in wondering if their season's over. And, and you really just highlight the their injuries that That's this team... That's a great idea. Is, a good, good thing. I like that idea. <laughs> our, our boss Kevin's a huge Giants fan, so I basically just wrote a love letter to him. But that was, well, or a hate letter. Or a like, hate letter. Yeah. I, think he, I think he loved to hate it, so I don't know. Whatever, it works. <laughs> I, I made my boss happy, I think, so that's good. Go. And so... You look at what the Giants have been dealing with over the last over this game against Detroit last week. A number of injuries, handful of starters are going to be missing in this game. Wondell Robinson's out for the year for with a torn ACL. Adoree Jackson's going to be missing for this game. You might even be missing a multiple players in that secondary as well. And you look at way the way this offense worked last week when Saquon Barkley is unable to run the football effectively. It just turns everything on its head. And when you are forcing Daniel Jones to throw the football 44 times like they did last week, which was a season high for him, you're bound to get turnovers. He's been really good at protecting the football up until last week when he had his first multi-interception game. I think that you're dealing with something similar here against Dallas. You look at what this offensive line for the Giants is right now. They're giving up the second most pressure rate in the NFL this season. I believe that that's right. Let me just see this real quick. Um, I believe it's the I believe it's the second most. I can I can find it more specifically later. But they're allowing a ton of pressure on the quarterback. There's no receivers to speak from, and if they sell out to stop Saquon Barkley, like I think that they will, I have a hard time imagining how this this offense is going to score points. And when you look at the offensive side of the ball for the Cowboys, they seem to be rolling with Tony Pollard. And you see what that giant secondary is not going to have. It feels like a route's about to happen in Dallas. All right, so I got... Um... I got I got I got a spicy little parlay for the for for anyone who's watching this live or listening to this podcast if we finish it and it gets posted before two o'clock, which seems unlikely. Um, France in the World Cup that starts at two p.m. They're a two they're 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 minus two against Australia minus five hundred on the money line. France the Bills and the Cowboys money line parlay it's minus one twenty. Like it sure. Minus, excuse me on Caesars it's uh, minus football football. Well, football, football. 
So you get France at two o'clock. Obviously, if you lose France, it's over. But um, you get France, and then you're thinking, and then you got a little action on the first two games, and you don't have to worry about that spread. I'm putting that in right now. If you're watching live, hope you hope you can jump on it too. Um, really chalk. A lot of road, <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot, lot of bizarre chalk there, but that's okay. I think that's a pretty good look in terms of that parlay. Um, sorry, go ahead as you were saying about the Cowboys. Yeah, look, the, I agree with you. I think, I think, I think, I think the Cowboys are going to destroy them. Yeah, this feels like the 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 route game that we're going to see. Maybe this is the this might be the boring game where you know it, it could be a little plucky with the with the Bills for in the Lions for a little bit. But this know. one does not feel like it's going to be particularly close. It's. Did this line open at night? Has, how much has this moved? Let me. I mean, a total of forty-five. Like, contrast the Lions and the Bills versus the Cowboys and the Giants. You have a to, you have a nine and a half point road favorite with a total of fifty-four. It opened at seven. Opened Cowboys seven, might, already yeah. moved all the way up to nine. I mean, that's people are betting the Cowboys. And you then you, and this is and it's only Tuesday when we're recording this Tuesday afternoon. Like the Cowboys are going to keep it. Like this, there is no more square time to hammer a heavy favorite. It, like Dallas, then the afternoon game on Thanksgiving. Like you think anybody's betting the freaking Giants? They are de- decimated by injuries. Um, you know, Daniel Jones starting to turn into a pumpkin. Cowboys defense is playing with their hair on fire, especially that pass rush. And the Cowboys offense looks explosive. Plus, if you're Mike McCarthy, you really had a chance to make a statement in that game against Green Bay and you you, you, poop, you pooped your pants. But you came back and you obliterated the Vikings. And now you have a chance to really put a dent in the playoff hopes of a division rival that, as you point out, has been plucky all season long at home with the entire world, like literally the entire world watching. Well, okay, just the entire United States of America watching. Uh, maybe some of Mexico. Apparently they're big Cowboys fans, according to the uh, sideline reporter from Stadium Azteca on ESPN last night. Um, point being is, like you will make Jerry Jones very, very happy if you obliterate the Giants at home on Thanksgiving, and there's a pretty good chance to do it if you can bottle up Saquon Barkley, make them one-dimensional, one pin your ears back, score some points with Dak, and I just think the Giants are, are, as you point out, like you did the deep dive on it. They they look like you know the Giants and the Jets look like if great season. No matter what happens the rest of the way, it's a great season. I think you win seven games like this. You know you got a good coaching staff in place. You got a bright future, but it wouldn't be shocking if they, you know, the train limped into the station. Yeah, I, I said at the end they they seem to be destined to be a sacrificial lamb for somebody in Wild Card Weekend just because of that hot start. Even if they go under five hundred down the stretch, there's a couple of games there where they could win. You split with Washington, you beat Indianapolis, and who knows what happens in Week 18 with Philadelphia if they're resting their starters. You're looking at a, a ten win season, and you know what does that mean? Who it means you're going to get blown out in the in the opening round of the playoffs, but still good season by all accounts for them. But for this game in particular, it does feel like they're going to get blown out. And who knows, maybe there's some added motivation here because this is somewhat turning into the Odell Beckham bowl. And is there, is there a a way here where all of a sudden Dallas beats them so bad that Odell Beckham's like, why would I ever consider going back to New York giants? And let me, let me sign on with the Dallas Cowboys. That's a good point. You, you basically force Odell Beckham's hand. I mean, you you want to, you want to, I mean, you 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 flip Odell from the Giants. This is like a recruiting. It's like a recruiting official visit. Like yeah. if you know Odell, I don't, I don't doubt he'll be there. But like you're basically saying, hey buddy, you want to come play for this or you want to go play for that? And Odell, I don't know if Odell loves uh, New York that much to where he'd be willing to do it. Okay, the 
Uh, props for this one. Anything I haven't, haven't really dove into him. TD score. I'll see anytime. Again, you know, like I'm not, I don't want to disparage Caesars, but these, these first touchdown score odds are just terrible. Like Kenny Galladay's 23 to one. I mean, like, is he, like he should be like 23 to one to catch a pass. I, I mean, I like Daniel Jones minus 111 to throw an interception. Oh, yeah. Like, that's fun. Okay, that, that's a real now fun we're one. cooking with gas, Sully. Like, minus that's 111 me. for a Daniel Jones pick on Thanksgiving? I mean, I'll take that with some stuffing, please. Yeah, absolutely. Here's interesting. Tony Pollard minus 122 to score a touchdown. Zeke Elliott's plus 130. I mean, they'd love to give it to Zeke at the red zone. Like, yeah. you get down to the goal line, they'd love to give it to Zeke. You're, you're just banking on, like, what we saw last week, just like a just a pass interference, tackle the five, yes. tackle the one, something like yeah, that. Right, right. Zeke, right, exactly. Um, let's look at these player props real quick. Uh, Interceptions, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, how is he? How is he minus one twenty three under a half interception? That it should be. I feel like it should be the other way around. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, longest pass completion for Dak Prescott thirty six and a half. My goodness gracious, that's a bit much. And then I feel like that's the standard. It sits around thirty four to thirty six. That's yeah, kind of where that is. Um, total rushing yards. I don't hate. Daniel Jones, 40 and a half total rushing yards. Like, I feel like this is a game where he might be running for his life mm. and forced to pick up yards with his, with his legs. Um, Tony Pollard, 66 and a half versus Zeke, 45 and a half. It's crazy how these are just uh, completely flipped. I don't really love any of those either, honestly. Um, I just want to see what CeeDee Lamb's receiving yards is. Over 70 and a half receiving yards for CeeDee Lamb. I'll take that. It's minus yeah. 139, but I think this is a, this is a possible explosion spot for him too. Down yeah, multiple you, corners could be a could be an easy day for him. Yeah, and I mean, like they will feature CD Lamb. We've never seen CD Lamb on a thanks. Okay, what, actually, did, did he play? I'm trying to think. What did he do? CD Lamb do on Thanksgiving last year? I, that that I don't remember. But I don't, I, I'll look at it real quick right here. Just happen to have CD Lamb stuff in my. Face. Oh, I guess CD Lamb's in his third year too, so maybe he's got. Plus one ninety five for Daniel Jones anytime touchdown isn't terrible either. He was inactive last year for Thanksgiving. Really? Only game he missed. Isn't that weird? How about that? What's uh, plus? What's uh, for any time touchdown? Plus one ninety five. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Yeah, two to one. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Let's just take Sully's Danny Dimes primes. We'll take yeah, those. I, say, I think that that's the move for me. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm on the Dallas parlay. I think I think Dallas minus nine is probably a pretty decent look. Um, Giants team total under might be a pretty good look too. Which is, of course, uh, over six total points. 17 and a half. I will take the under. I'll, under. Think, I'll, I'll make that as one of my best bets. Under. Giants, under total points, 17 and a half. Yeah. I don't That's think they get there. Yeah. I don't, I don't see them get, they're not, they're not sniffing 20. They're not, they're yeah, not. They're just, they they really score 20 points in the first place in Dallas's defense is nasty. All right. Moving along to the next game. That's so hard to navigate the site. Um, Patriots at the Vikings. The Vikings minus two and a half. Um, the juice, it, it, it was three, I believe. Was it? Was it? Was it uh, hang on. Okay. It's the, the Patriots are plus two and a half minus 115, which means it, 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 it was Vikings minus three and a half opening. Whoo. Yeah, that's right. Breach and I both like the Patriots in that spot. Um, it means this could go to, this is going to go to two, isn't it? Oh, my. Yeah, I mean, I'd get your Patriots bets in now. Maybe buy it. Maybe buy it to three. 
I mean, I, look, the Vikings. It's Kirk Cousins in prime time. No, that's right, because Breach and I talked about this. We're like, Kirk Cousins. In prime. It's Kirk Cousins in prime time against Bill Belichick. You see that total, 42 and a half. Not expecting a lot of points. But, you know, I, I think it's a, this is a one-score game no matter how it plays out. Maybe the Patriots are able to win it. I think, that, I think they can definitely go into Minnesota and pull off the upset. It's a tough place to play. The Vikings are due for a bounce back, and, and are certainly the market adjusted to them um, after they got blown out by the Cowboys last week. But I, 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 I like the Pats a lot here. Really? Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm more pessimistic just because I have no faith in this offense right now, particularly along the offensive line. Sure. You you see Dave, uh, David Andrews go down. I believe he was at practice today. We'll see what the practice report is and, and what his status is going to be. There was a report that he, he was dealing with a season-ending thigh injury, but now he's at practice. So it, it's very much up in the air what the center position is going to be for New England, but also issues along you know the tackle spots, whether it's Trent Brown being benched, Isaiah Wynn getting hurt. I just feel like the protection in front of Mac Jones is so poor right now that even a Vikings team that doesn't necessarily go, you know, go after and tee off on the quarterback, but are still able to apply pressure. Uh, they they rank, I believe, sixth in the NFL in hurries. So I mean, they do apply pressure on the quarterback, and I just don't have much faith in terms of what we've seen from Mac Jones so far that they'll put up many points. That's why I think I like the under in this the most. That's probably my favorite bet. In this game, I don't know if I want to touch the, any of the sides here just because you could see this game being a, a grinded out field goal, bad Kirk Cousins game where, like we saw last week, the Patriots offense doesn't even need to be that good and they just grind out a win defensively and on special teams. For me, I go under. This is where I look at an underplay here. The Patriots defense is playing out of their minds and the Patriots offense has a lot of questions. And that to me just feels like a recipe for this going around us a 21-17 kind of game or something like that. Uh, yeah, I like that look a lot, too, especially when you think about what – and you could go first half under, too. I don't think they'll come out guns blazing. And, like, Kevin O'Connell's got to be careful here because after the way Kirk Cousins played, and it wasn't entirely his fault at all, and Christian Darisol likely out for this game. You know, yep. him, I think he's, he's already ruled out. Yeah, I mean, he's out for this game, right? So, you know, that offensive line is, is not great right now. Belichick will dial up some pressures. He'll bring some stuff that uh, will certainly make Kirk Cousins work for work for his his. But like two really bad games from Kirk Cousins in a row, and I think you start to sort of have, you know, some chatter for sure, especially prime you know, time. Like, you know, like I don't know what you're gonna do, but just like, oh wait, I thought this team was you know really good. But I'll say this, and in, in, in this will be the defense of Kirk Cousins a little bit. And it goes into saying Christian Darrisaw is not playing. And over the last two weeks, you're playing the team that is number one and number two in pressures. These the Cowboys and the Patriots get after the quarterback. They can get they can wreak havoc along the offensive lines. And really, Matt Judon I think is a sleepy sleeper defensive player of the year candidate. Thirteen sacks so far this season. He is spearheading what this team is doing defensively. And you even look beyond that too. Their secondary is playing well. Lowest completion percentage in the NFL going into this game, 56%. Their defense top to bottom is playing great. This is why it's so frustrating for me to watch as a Patriots follower because the offense is so putrid that if it was even a C grade overall, you'd say <laughs> this team could be a legitimate playoff kind of threat here. And again, they're in the playoffs technically, but right now they're squandering, in my opinion, one of the better defenses they've had over the last few years because of what's going on on offense and to hammer that point a little bit home and, and why I'm hammering the under on this one too, on a Patriots standpoint, this team has struggled 
to score touchdowns when they get into the red zone. They have the 31st ranked red zone touchdown percentage in the NFL this season. The only team they're better than when they get into the red zone scoring touchdowns are the Denver Broncos, who we have looked at all year saying that they are the massive disappointment and utter utter calamity on offense. So for me, that's what gets me concerned. 42.6% in the, in the red zone touchdown percentage. That's just not good enough when you get that close, especially when you're a run-first team like New England is right now. How the hell do the Pats lose to the Bears? And that's been, that's another big issue. Mobile quarterbacks have been so brutal to the Patriots, whether it's Lamar Jackson earlier this year, um, you, you know, Josh Allen account, historically. Say, say it again? Two account, a little bit. A little bit, but yeah. Justin Fields, will, that to me, I saw that up close and personal. That was when they really started to use those designed runs for him. And it just felt like they unlocked something, but that's been a weakness for the Patriots so much. And that, I guess, you know, Kirk, Kirk Cousins isn't that kind of guy. So, you know, they don't really have to worry about it in this setting. But if you're going to attack this defense, and they, listen, they're still good against the run, but Dalvin Cook's going to have to be a big player this week. That's what's going to have to set them over the edge. All right. So you don't like the Patriots. I like the Pats in this spot. By the way, the Pats are in uh, kicking off a four. A, a, a stretch of four straight primetime games this Thursday, next Thursday against the Bills at home, Monday night football at the Cardinals, bleh, and then Sunday night football at the Raiders. That is a, at least the Pats are playing good defense. Well, that's my, if they get gassed, it's uh, after this primetime gauntlet, that's, that's but not they, great. I mean, they, could go, they could easily go three and one in that stretch. Sure. I think they're making the playoffs. It's just a matter of, all right, what does that actually mean? Like, like it, I, I said that I think they are viable. I said that I was I was asking radio like how many teams do you think can make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl? Maybe it was winning. They're not making the Super Bowl. That, that 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 dude. I mean, you could easily get a situation where the Bills and the Chiefs play each other in the in the in the first round of the playoffs. One of those teams is knocked out, and then you just. I mean, I don't think they're making the playoffs either. But like, I don't. I mean, make the playoffs. The I don't think they're making yeah, the Super yeah, Bowl. I mean. Like, I don't think the Bucks are winning the Super Bowl either. But if Tom Brady needs three games to win, these win three games in the playoffs to, to get, you know, I, I would, I'm not ruling him out. Right. I, I would say just in, in that, that example, I can envision a higher ceiling for a team like Tampa, even though the record in, in the because play the, so far hasn't been great because, because of the quarterback and because of the things around them. I, I just don't see that same ceiling with Mac Jones right now. I, I don't either. I mean, I don't think it's likely. I'm just saying it's like. Or I should say more specifically, I don't see that ceiling with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Yeah, correct. Well, maybe Josh McDaniels get fired in time for the playoffs. That's, play. That would be exciting. Just take them back on the plane ride home after you play them in Vegas. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Beat the Raiders. Beat the pants off the Raiders and be like, wait, listen, we'll take uh, we'll take Josh from you. <laughs> here, here. Keep, um, here, let's say, like, you give the Raiders, like, like I don't know, why don't you leave them? But you're like, here's here's Joe Judge. We'll take Josh McDaniels. Here's 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 10, or like, here's $1.5 million and Joe Judge. We'll take Josh McDaniels in his contract. Um, any uh, props stand out for you? Well, I'll go under. Well, that it kind of just goes into my yeah, under, yeah, yeah. My, my sentiment here under team total Patriots 20 and a half. I, I have a hard time envisioning them going to 20. I have a hard time of that happening. But and so that for me is as where I'm looking. Mac Jones over under is 223 passing yards. That's that's tasty. That'd be the under, right? Yeah. I mean, here's his, <laughs> unless they, unless they change their entire approach. I just don't think they're doing that on a short week. I think they should run more play action for him because he's actually been very efficient 
in play action. I think he's got like an 8.8 yards per completion or yards per attempt. I can't he went 23 of 27 for 246 yards and they scored three points on offense. Cool's gold stats, though. It just, that was a little, little. It was misleading. Yeah, very misleading. Okay. So, I mean, he, I mean, obviously he got hurt when he threw for 13 yards against the, or he was, he was coming back from injury when he threw for 13 yards against the, the Bears, but 194, 147, 246 last week. So, you, I mean, if you think that was fool's gold, then I mean, like he's probably not going to clear 200 yards. Yeah, I, I think you'd have a, a, a tough time with that. And, and so the one that I like, if we're looking quarterbacks too, I mean, I'm just looking at interceptions here. Kirk Cousins, prime right. time. He's just got to throw one, and it's minus 101. That's a fun time for me. Max interception total is minus over half is minus 166. Yeah. That is really high. Mm. I mean, he's he's been a he's, little. He only has two games. In the last two weeks, he hadn't thrown a pick. But, I mean, that's the only two weeks he doesn't have picks. So. Right. Yeah. That's a lot, man. I was trying to see if you could parlay that, but I don't. I don't oh, wait, hold on. Uh, I gotta clear out France and the Bills. I don't. I doubt you could parlay those two. No, you cannot parlay the two interceptions. I, but I agree with you. I think Cousins over interception total is a pretty good look. Um, would not be. Uh, they don't have any Dalvin Cook uh, props up. Weird. Oh, they don't have rushing attempts up. That's weird for Dalvin Cook. Ramondre Stevenson over thirteen and a half rushing attempts. Yeah, I could see. I could see that. Okay. Um, did he did he go substantially down last week with Damian Harris back? Well, I think Steve, I think Harris did uh, did have a decent amount of volume, but he still had fifteen I carries mean, last he's week. Only been, he's only been under that total once since right. week four, and it was against Chicago when they were down by a ton of points early. And he had eleven carries. I'll take that over for Ramondre yeah. Stevenson. Yeah, uh, and I like your under on the t- full game total. I like the Pats too, but um, Sully maybe a better. Uh, Lock on the on the pats than me, or just pass missed. It's, it's either one. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Anything else for you on uh, Thanksgiving? What's your no, favorite? Uh, what's your favorite side? Um, it's gotta be stuffing. It's. I mean, it's such. Ch- I mean, that is chalk, but <laughs> that is chalk. Yeah, stuffing. So it's like, what's your favorite side? Stuffing's like minus two twenty five. Right. <laughs> you know what? Just parlay it with Mac Jones interception, and then or, is, or or do you say gravy is a side, or is that a compliment? Because you could say that that's the most versatile side. Yeah, so it's weird. We don't do like a traditional Thanksgiving uh, meal at my parents' house. We like cook oysters, but like which which oh, I nice. love, love that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and then my mom does like Brunswick stew, and um, and people bring like some stuff over. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like back in the day when we used to go down to Jacksonville for my for my, my with my grandparents, we'd go to this like 150 like the Williams family. They like, got this like little farm thing. It's like, but it was a um, uh, what is it, is it covered dish? Or it was like everybody brings a dish. Right, it's right, like, right. 120 people bringing like random dishes. Is it called potluck? Is that right? Potluck, I guess it's, like, that's potluck, yeah. But it was like, like, and, and you would go in this like line. It was like, I mean, like an insane line around this, like in all kinds of different stuffings, everything. But you would, you would almost get to the point where you would know like which dishes were going to be there each year. Right, right. Everybody would roll back the like the exact same dish, which is, which is wild that like 120, like, fit, and they weren't really coordinating it at all either. It was just like everybody knew that. You know, Aunt some so sort of like crazy. hive mind is like just like yeah. all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, so and then we had like uh, Florida barbecue, which is not. It's like the yellow mustard with the. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, don't don't eat Florida barbecue. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I think stuffing is probably my favorite. Um, for sure. Green bean casserole, pretty good too. Yeah. All right, I like that too. All right, that'll do it for us. Happy Thanksgiving. Good luck with the bets, Sully. As always, thanks for uh, thanks for doing these shows. Should really get. Pay Sully more money, CBS, (laughs) or something. 
We're selling sure, I'll some... take it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's in the <laughs> All right. Yeah, whatever. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you guys later.